existence of aliens, the possibility of time travel, the price of Freddo's, all very interesting topics that once again we are going to discuss. So sit back, relax and listen in for another round of Topic Tennis. Hello everyone and welcome to episode 4 of Topic Tennis. I'm your host Jack Dempsey. And today I'm joined by my resident panelists, Calm Schofield and Barry Ricks. Welcome, both, 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 both of you to the podcast. It's good, it's good to have you on the show. Thank you very much. Good to be with you and to see you guys again. Yeah, excellent. As always, I'm glad to be here. And it's nice having Barry here as well, who we only met at the start of the year, but it's nice to have a sort of reunion i think so yeah i'm looking yeah, forward to today's yeah. show yeah i mean uh, i only met you two guys back in january um so yeah yeah uh, obviously a lot's happened between yeah. <laughs> then and now but uh, yeah it's good to uh, touch base with you both and uh, looking forward to chatting yeah it should be good so we we all met in january on the starfish pro- project which for, for for anyone who doesn't know yet um starfish project is a three-day speech therapy course um that takes people the costal breathing technique um and we, we all met on that course in january um and yeah so one thing Bar- barry i think i remember you speaking about on that course was um how you did how you do quite a bit of public speaking am i right that's right yeah yeah Uh, it didn't set out that way i didn't set out to be a public speaker um i mean i did my my initial uh three-day uh starfish course in uh november 2001 so incredibly that's 20 years ago now and um the first year i mean you guys know what it's like we're sort of kitted out with this toolbox of um, various tools to help us uh manage and uh recover from stammering and um it was probably fair to say that in the first few months i had many peaks and troughs with trying to maintain uh the control sort of outside of um the support group the speech therapy environment as has been the problem in the past with other therapies but i knew This one was different. I knew that it certainly uh, gave me a level of control that I'd never experienced before. But, um, you know, as the the weeks and months went on, I was um, going through periods where, shall shall we say, I didn't have a good day or a as good a days as I would have liked and the old doubts start creeping in as to whether you're going to be able to keep this going and um, 
I was always keen to take the support. So one evening I was talking to David Blight and uh, explaining that, you know, sort of this this technique was good. It, it was giving me control, but but uh, practicing it in the uh, the real world was a challenge. There was that extra dimension of challenge and um it it just felt that i needed to be able to practice what i needed to do in real life in speaking situations um but there was a lot of pressure to sort of get it right and to not be out of control whereas those were the situations that I needed to practice and sort of get it um, right. So David said to me, well, look, why don't you join Toastmasters? So I said, what, the, the red-coated Toastmasters? He said, no, 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 no. He said, Toastmasters International. Um, now, Toastmasters International, if you do a bit of research, um, was founded in 1924 in America by a guy called Ralph Smedley, who ran the local YMCA. And he taught the youngsters who were um, with him the benefits of good communication skills. And so he founded a club, the very first Toastmasters club. And over the years since 1924, Toastmasters has grown into an international organization. So there's thousands and thousands of speakers clubs all over the world where you can go, you can join, and you can learn communication and leadership skills. So David said, you know, a club like that would be ideal. It's a safe environment. It's where you can go, you can mix with normal people and practice what you need to do. So I said, yeah, okay, let's... Uh, Let's go for that. So, so there was no um, real ambition to sort of become a public speaker. Um, my reasons for going was to just you know, practice the costal breathing technique in a real life environment, but uh, an environment where I could get it wrong and it wouldn't matter. Well, it wouldn't matter to me anyway. So that's what I did. Um, so this was a year into my recovery. I joined um, uh, Camelodunum Speakers, which is a club in Colchester in Essex. And I went along for the first time with my heart thumping in my chest and um, went through the, the introductions right at the beginning and i thought well you know if i'm gonna do this properly then i need to be to be upfront and say 
who I am and why I'm there. So when it came to my turn to introduce myself with with the best technique that I could muster and put together, I was able to say that uh, my name was Barry Ricks and that I was very proud recovering stammerer I've done a speech therapy course and that I was here to learn uh, communication skills to practice speaking so that's how it all started yeah so so for you it was was more the fact that you that you had this technique but well, I suppose it's um the phone list and all the support that you get from starfish is, is very useful but it's a very different environment when you're around That's people right. who aren't from starfish because mm. they're not aware of the of the breathing technique or in some cases they're not even aware that you stammer so um i suppose that's it's getting more used to that environment and as you said it's a place where you can mess up and it, it wouldn't matter so exactly. it was toastmasters that you joined is that sort of is, is that more of a cause um than... yes i mean um a toastmasters club um works under the umbrella of toastmasters international and they have two uh, tracks two courses that you can follow and you normally do these in parallel so one track is uh, the communication track and the other track is the leadership track and you start off by working through a beginner's manual uh, it's um, it's a manual of 10 speech projects uh, just incorporating all of the different aspects of good communities communication skills and presentation uh, so you work you work your way through those and at the end of it you you get an award called the competent communications award so you're then viewed as a competent communicator you can then go on to uh, advanced projects and this was really where it gets interesting because you can do all sorts of projects. You can do projects on uh, speaking with humor. You can do projects on after dinner speeches. You can do projects on storytelling. You can do projects on being interviewed on television or radio. There, there's loads of what they call advanced projects which um, you can work to so at the same time working in parallel you you also do leadership roles and most of those would be fulfilling a role at a meeting so it might be an evaluator it might be the toastmaster of the evening it might be the timer so there's lots of different roles that you can get involved with yeah. during the course of a meeting or as part of the club, which contribute to your leadership 
track. So like the communications, you work through advanced leader gold, advanced leader silver, advanced leader, uh, yeah, no, sorry, advanced leader bronze, advanced leader silver to advanced leader gold. So you've got the two tracks running in parallel. And then when you complete all of that, uh, you can serve on the club committee. You can go on to be a regional director where you look after several other speakers clubs in the area. And you also do various other presentations and projects. And when you've done all of that, when you've done all of that, and this took me 15 years, when you've done all of that, you you earn your Distinguished Toastmaster Award, and that's the highest accolade that you can get in um, Toastmasters. So, 15 say, years. 15, I mean, a lot of people do it quicker, I have to say, but I was doing it at my own pace. And this is the beauty yeah. of Toastmasters. You can do all this at your own pace. And it, it just happened that it took me 15 years. But during that time, one, one of the most beneficial things to me, which helped me in my recovery and changed my whole mindset of moving from a stammerer to, uh, to a recovering stammer, um, someone that was... Um, was able to enjoy effortless speech was that I would meet people who had no impediments, no stammers, no lisps, no, no anything like that, who were actually more frightened of speaking in front of people than I was. And I always remember, I always remember one guy evaluating one of my quite early speeches. So this is where someone within the club will will uh, give you feedback and recommendations on your speech projects in line with um, the manual. And he said to me, you know, Barry, I've never stammered. He said, but boy, I wish I could speak like you. And that, that to my, you know, inner self that had suffered so much over 40 odd years of stammering was just so positive, just so, so uplifting um, that it, you know, it, it caused explosions in my subconscious, which um, completely changed my uh, outlook on life and uh, my ability as a communicator. Um, so that was it. Was fantastic, absolutely fantastic. Um, well, I would recommend it to anyone who wants to um, to be a good communicator, a good leader. It's a good investment. It doesn't cost a lot of money. Wow. So, so did you? Notice quite a quite a significant change in your like confidence and speech after 
Toastmasters. Yeah, with quite with, a big leap. Within a few meetings, uh, my confidence, my uh, my belief in using uh, the toolbox uh, really grew. Uh, those those peaks and troughs which I'd been experiencing in uh, the first year were slowly evening out they were becoming a more level uh, playing field and I was finding that um, that I wasn't getting some of the not so good days anymore they they were mostly good days and uh, so yeah with within a few meetings it had really really made a difference really sort of um uh, changed my perception of myself and uh yeah fantastic that quick wow and oh okay so and throughout this time did you keep going back to starfish and working on the technique whilst also doing that yeah i mean in all honesty i've not been back to starfish many 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 times i suppose all in all over the 20 years i don't suppose i've been back 10 12 times um the first year i went back twice and then after that it was it was kind of uh, uh, once a year and then I just had a big a huge gap huge gap and when I met you two guys in January that was my first uh, return in 10 years really mm, it was my it, first return in 10 years that's that's strange because when I when I first met you, I'd assume that you were that, that you were coming back, you know, once every year, possibly because just mm. because of how sort of how just how confident you were in mm. with the technique and how well you were you using it. But would you say now that's that's also partly because of your public speaking, like? Did it did that bring it forward as well as going back on the Starfish project? Certainly. I mean, going back on the Starfish project is always good because you get involved with coaching uh, the new people coming through the course and you you never fail to be inspired by, by them and... Um, you know, I always take something away when I go back on a starfish course. But um, I have to say that I did get involved with forming the Essex support group for starfish. So uh, at the same time as running with Toastmasters, I was also uh, running the Essex support group, which I only gave up a couple of years, a couple of years ago. And, um, Trevor Campbell runs that now. Um, so the support group, 
and Toastmasters and going back on the courses now and again. Yeah, it's all good, positive stuff and moved me on considerably. If I'd never gone back on Starfish, if I'd never got involved with the support group, if I'd never done Toastmasters, I think I would have struggled for a lot longer. Definitely would have struggled for a lot longer with these these troughs and who knows I might have got fed up and gave up but um, you need to embrace the support and the more that you can do to move yourself forward positively um, the more I think effective and quicker you walk that road of recovery mm. well I suppose Possibly um, an issue if, if anyone's watching with a stammer or they just lack the confidence to um, to go on a thing like Toastmasters where you're speaking in front of people but just want to improve their com communication skills. Callum, um, you run a podcast, you speak to a lot of people who, um, who don't stammer, some who stammer. But it's always it's still in front of a wide of a wide audience. You know, a lot of people listen to your voice. Do you find that a similar you 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 have had a, a similar effect to your confidence through doing the podcast and all this? Yeah, definitely. The podcast to me was just a way of challenging myself. I never expected it to. Reach where it is now that I've got celebrities coming on and I'm listening to in over 30 countries around the world. You know, that was never the plan. I never really had any interest in podcasts before, but it was simply I was enjoying working on my speech, but I wanted a bit more. I wanted more of a challenge. And okay. unfortunately, there was no local Toastmasters to me. And due to work commitment, I could never make any meetings. They're all about 40 minutes, an hour away. So I thought, what can I do? I started writing blogs, but then I thought, that's not really... Yes, that's chipping away at the fear of talking about stammering, but why don't I just talk? Why don't I start a podcast? And yeah, it, it taught me a lot. As every episode, I've learned something new. I've learned new communication skills. I've grown a lot. And you know, take the stammer out of the question. My communication skills and hosting skills have got a lot better as at the start I was very anxious very planned you know have to stick to the script but now I'm very confident in whatever happens when the cameras are rolling when we're recording it doesn't matter it doesn't have to be stuck to the script as I'm confident enough now in my speaking ability that I can always bring it back on track for example yeah, And that's something that's really helped me is if you look at fears, I know definitely in America, public speaking is the number one fear. Not death, not snakes or heights. Public speaking is America's number one fear. And that's taking stammering out of the question. So doing anything like starting a podcast or going to Toastmasters can be daunting for anyone. So adding a speech impediment on top of that, mm. well, not just the impediment itself, but all the mental side the subconscious side of having a stammer 
that makes it 10 times harder. So it is really interesting. I think a really insightful how even though myself and Barry have gone down different routes, we've still challenged ourselves and not held back when it comes to speaking. And that's how, and that's what recovery is really is. That's the, that's the, like we'd say, that's recovery. I mean, it's marvellous that you've got all this modern technology now. I mean, back in 2001, there, I, I don't think the internet was even around, let alone, you know, pod, podcasts and blogs and all that sort of thing. So, um, no, I mean, there's so much now that one can do to um, push out those comfort zones. But, I mean, t- typically, the people that will uh, join a Toastmasters club will be those that uh, who have had promotion at work and they're now being expected to deliver presentations to manage staff uh, so they're looking to to gain those skills it'll be people that are retired and simply looking for something to do you've got those that generally want to get into things like storytelling and so i mean yeah there's there's different people that'll join a Toastmasters club. And um, so although public speaking wasn't my initial goal, I've actually gone on to doing a lot of public speaking presentations for Starfish, uh, Rotary and WI are a couple. Um, But I've also been on radio and I lead at my local church so i can lead a whole meeting um we've just uh, uh with the, the covid thing all all our meetings now are online so so i'm helping out on recording services and speaking on them what have you so it's um just enabled me to do all the things which um would have been impossible you know unconceivable mm. um all those uh, years ago but it can be done you know we can enjoy effortless speech it's not about fluency um because no one in life is truly fluent but it is about effortless speech yeah but i mean i when i look back um, when I do anything like this now, or if I'm uh, speaking at church or I'm in a business meeting with, with a client, the last thing that is on my mind these days, in fact, it doesn't even cross my mind now is, am I going to stammer? It just doesn't appear on my, my radar now. Um, yeah, I can still stammer, I can still stumble, um, but it's it's completely manageable. And if it happens too often, then I know I've got to um, uh, do something to put it right. But um, but it's not on my radar anymore. I don't go into a speaking situation and think, oh, am I going to stammer? I suppose that's what makes that's what separates starfish from a lot of other speech therapy courses that you 
you never really leave Starfish. You, you've always got something no. there. Um, you've always got the fullness, for example, to, to, to call yeah. people up and um, ask them for advice or, or just work on your speech. So, you know, it's it's a it becomes a part of your your life that's always there to back you up and if you do slip up or fall with your speech it's it's never gonna completely destroy you because no no no. you've got a web of people going through the exact same thing so barry you mentioned um the leadership the leadership side of Toastmasters. Yeah. Now I've done leadership um activities in the past, sort of like on, on like school trips and stuff. And the basis of it is is one person's elected leader and they've and they've got to try and get like ten people across a log or something. Okay. I'm guessing it's a bit di- 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 different to that. I'm I'm, I'm assuming. Um, yeah, it is different than that. I mean, this uh, the sort of leadership that we're talking about would be the kind of leadership that you would um, have in the workplace. So um, you you would be responsible for a particular um, role, a particular job for the year and um you would be evaluated on that and what have you um so there are different roles that you can do um with more responsibilities i went on to be club president and area director so that involves you in things like club officer training where you have to arrange training for your other club members that are going to be fulfilling roles within the club. So um, that will involve presentation on each of the different roles from sergeant at arms through uh, VPE, public relations, membership. Yeah, um, there's lots of opportunity and it's typically more for uh, the corporate um, environment but I mean having said that um, as once as you've got the basics of leadership then then I think that you can you can adapt it accordingly to wherever you are and whatever you're doing yeah well I suppose it's it's mainly speech-based you know it's so about public speaking. So I suppose a corporate environment like a meeting or something, mm-hmm. that's a lot easy. That's a lot easier to incorporate um, speech techniques. I suppose that's that's why that's a better environment for it. And and yeah, as you said, it. I suppose leadership's all about critical thinking and um, presenting. Mm. your ideas so it works in any case really and um no it sounds so to to all listeners who either who may stammer or may just lack the confidence to to speak publicly but want to um what sort of words of wisdom would you give to those people 
being someone who's done Toastmasters and exceeded quite very far. Yeah, well, to anyone that stammers and hasn't got control of it as yet and wants to get control of it, then find a means that will that will give you control. I mean, it's not a one-fit shop for everybody. Toast um, Starfish is uh, not right for everybody, but, I mean, there's so many more therapies out there these days. So whatever, whatever gives you the means to control the stammer, you, you work with that. Um, but as you guys know, it, it's more about using a means of control. It's making that change of uh, mindset, you know, moving away from the stammering mindset, stripping away all those, those old habits and all the baggage of stammering and becoming um, a recovering stammerer, uh, you know, making that, that change. For anyone that simply wants to become a better leader, a better communicator, if you don't want to spend uh, thousands of pounds with a business, a company that offers it, then go to Toastmasters. It'll cost you £11 a month and... I think the one-off joining fee now is still about £45. Um, so for that, you just get so much. Um, you get the experience of the more, the more seasoned club members. And, um, you know, the, the projects, the, the manuals that you work through you 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 would pay hundreds if not thousands of pounds for that sort of thing outside of toastmasters um mm. so it's a no-brainer really there's uh, it it's wonderful value for money and as i say you do it at your own pace so it's not a question of going along for a five-day uh, course and feeling well at the end of it that's where I should be you know you you do this at your own pace and um, uh, you will you will reap the benefits that's that's, that's very good advice <clears throat> Callum what what would you say yeah similar I think Barry's covered most things for people who stammer, find something that works for you, whether that's starfish, whether that's stop holding back, whether that's standard speech therapy. Don't be pressured by anyone else to do something you don't want to do. By which, you know, So what I mean by that is don't be pressured to be a part of something you don't want to be a part of. It's not everything works for everyone. So find something that works for you and you want to do. Say, so enjoy it, enjoy working on your speech. And this goes for people who stammer or people who don't stammer. Just enjoy what you do and enjoy the process. As if you're focusing on the outcome too much, focus.
focusing on what's going to happen and you're not enjoying the process. The reason why I'm, you know, I live, I'm part of Starfish and part of the charity Stop Holding Back is because I enjoy it. I enjoy working on my speech. I enjoy challenging myself. I enjoy meeting new people on Starfish, calling people up, using a phone list. Because if you don't enjoy it, then what's the point in doing it? Like Jack, you're probably the same with this podcast. I love doing my podcast. I really enjoy it. And just having a bit of enjoyment has made me, if anything, a better podcaster, a better speaker is when you're happier, when you've got positive emotions, emotions, your speech is stronger. And that's for anyone. If you speak to anyone when they're feeling negative compared to when they're feeling positive, you can tell that their speech is better. And they don't have to stammer to know that. It's just better communication. So my, adv- my main bit of advice would be enjoy yourself, find something you enjoy and embrace it. For me, I love the podcast. Toastmasters is something that I would like to do in the future. When I'm moving up to Leeds for university in September, I'll hopefully try and get on a Leeds Toastmasters. I've heard there's quite a lot up there. And I'm working on a few other personal projects, which all involve speaking because I'm enjoying speaking. So basically do what you want to do and enjoy it is my best piece of advice. Yeah. Well said. That's really good. And then the main thing to do is to not confuse fear with simply not wanting to do something. Like you can want to do something, but be afraid of it. And I think that's the best mix because the best way to to get better at anything is to come out of your of, of your comfort zone. But there's no point of coming out of your comfort zone, facing that fear, and coming back and thinking I, I I didn't enjoy one bit of that because it's just not something that I wanted to 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 do. So it's all about what what your what your aspirations are because no no matter what there are there's going to be an aspect of that that you're scared of and that's what you need to chase after whether that be speech or anything else it's all about rising to that challenge really yeah yes indeed again uh, well well said. And, you know, my, my only regret, my only regret was that it took me 40 odd years of my life before I could make that change. Um, so, yeah. Okay, there wasn't the stuff around that there is now. Certainly Starfish wasn't around and uh Toastmasters would have been something I would have steered well, well clear of. Um, but yeah, uh, my only regret is that it was later in life before I made that change. Um, so I mean, you guys, um, you're doing right. So you're you're getting to to grips with it. You're uh, you're making that change early on in life. Um, and that's only going to open up more opportunity for you as um, you uh, move forward uh, with your lives. So, well done. Yeah, thank you. And yeah, thank you. Hey, you. You've, <clears throat> you've clearly, you know, chased off of those fears and overcome them.
know, it's yeah, very inspirational. Um, it can be done. It can be if I can do it, anyone can. I tell you that there there was never anybody more negative and uh, afraid of their own shadow than me. So if I can do it, uh, most people can, <laughs> no doubt. Well, well, I think that's good. That's a good note to end on this episode. Um, so yeah, thank you both for. Both for joining me. I feel like uh, I've, thank you, Jack. It's been an absolute pleasure. I feel like I've learned a lot from this one. Um, but yeah, so before I end it, if anyone's listening and wants to improve their speaking skills or if they've got a stammer, improve the speech, please look into Toastmasters and definitely the Starfish Project. Um, you've heard it here. It's is they are just amazing so yeah thank you both for joining me and i'll i'll, I'll see you all later we'll meet again and that's it for this episode of topic tennis i've been your host jack dempsey and i hope you've enjoyed this episode as much as i have i'd like to give a special mention to stammer slash the british stammering association and the starfish project two incredible stammering communities if you know anyone who stammers please let them know communities like these do exist because they can change lives and are phenomenal groups to be a part of also if you enjoy Topic Tennis, please go and check out the Schofield Stories podcast. That's my resident panelist, Callum Schofield's podcast. He's an incredible host and the podcast has some brilliant interviews about different people's stories. It really is an amazing podcast. So that's it from me. I'll see you all next time for another round of Topic Tennis. <laughs>